Welcome to the Gut Health Dialogues with Alyssa. Hi, I'm Alyssa, a registered dietitian, integrative and functional nutrition therapist, and real food enthusiast. In this podcast, I'm thrilled to share with you the tried and tested secrets to living a symptom-free life, whether you're living with IBS, SIBO, poor digestion, or any other stomach issue. If you're sick and tired of hearing from doctors that there is nothing wrong with you, but still feeling worse and ready to take control of your gut health, this podcast is for you. So let's get started. In today's episode, we are talking about what to do if your holiday meals caused an IBS flare. Sometimes the road to the bathroom is paved with good intentions. You're going into the holidays with good intentions and a solid plan to stay on your specialized or low FODMAP diet. And that's a good thing, but sometimes life happens. For example, halfway through the meal, Aunt Martha says, oh wait, I think I did put onions and garlic powder in that dish. Or maybe when faced with one of your childhood favorites, you toss up your hands and jump right off the wagon. First of all, let me be clear about this. I'm not judging. That's not my job, and I'm not the food police. We all have the right to make food decisions at times that we know we might pay for, right? And I'm here to support you, not shame you. But if you go off your eating plan and overdo the FODMAPs or eat a food you're sensitive to, you may have to deal with some consequences. Hopefully they will be mild, but if you end up with full-blown symptoms, the kind that send you running down the hallway to the bathroom or doubled up in pain on the couch, I want you to have some resources and a plan to get yourself feeling better fast. So here are my tips. My IBS flare-up tip number one is don't panic. For many people, stress is actually a major trigger for IBS symptoms. We have two parts to our enteric nervous system. The first part is the sympathetic nervous system, and that is our fight or flight mode, and that is activated when we are stressed. And then we have the parasympathetic nervous system that's activated when we are in a more resting mode, and that's the mode that we digest our food well in. So if you eat something that doesn't agree with you, whether by accident or on purpose, stay calm. The last thing you want to do is make your symptoms worse because you're stressing about them. And just because you ate a high FODMAP food on the low FODMAP diet does not mean you've undone the work you've been doing. So you didn't do any additional damage to your digestive system and you don't have to start over at the beginning of the elimination phase of a low FODMAP diet. You may develop symptoms, but those symptoms will pass in most cases within about a day or two. If you're feeling stressed during the holidays, especially when you're eating, you need to get out of fight or flight mode and back into rest and digest mode. When you deactivate the fight or flight response, which is your sympathetic nervous system, and activate the parasympathetic nervous system response, which is your rest and digest mode, your body is better able to focus on your digestive process. So in this way, optimizing digestion is the first step in holding off on any symptoms that may develop. And one of my best tips for this is doing some deep breathing. We're talking about belly breathing or box breathing. 
And while this seems so basic, it's super effective. Taking some good deep breaths is one of the quickest ways to calm down your nervous system. And the key is breathing from your belly because most people breathe very shallow most of the time. It takes conscious effort to belly breathe. As you're taking your breaths, pay attention to your stomach and allow it to expand as you inhale. The key to this is breathing slowly. That is what is gonna calm down your nervous system the most. And I recommend breathing in and counting to five, holding for five seconds and breathing out for five seconds. Another way to calm your stress is to get out in nature, go for a walk or even just sit outside for a while. Help yourself get present in the moment by noticing the details you're experiencing. What do you see? Are the leaves changing colors? Is it cloudy? And notice other details, the temperature, any smells or sounds. Getting present in nature can help ground you in the moment and get you out of the stress state. And going for a walk can both calm your nervous system and get your digestion working. So that one's a win-win. The other thing I can recommend if you're already experienced with it is meditation. Meditation will help to calm you down uh, when you're in a stress state. But if you haven't meditated before, then it, this might not be the best time to start when you're stressed about having triggered an IBS um, response. So if you're experienced with it, go ahead. My next tip for dealing with an IBS flare-up is to use your toolkit, your remedy toolkit. If you've been dealing with IBS for any length of time, you may already have figured out what you can do to mitigate your symptoms when you have a flare up. But if you're not sure, I do have some suggestions of things you can try. But let me be clear about this. This is a podcast episode. I'm not offering personalized recommendations here. I can do that if you're my patient, but without knowing anything about you, I can't offer specific advice. These remedies though, are things that have worked for some of my patients. We're all unique, so I can't predict whether or not they'll work for you, but these are all relatively safe, readily available remedies that don't require a prescription. The first one is Ivy Guard, and this is enteric coated peppermint oil. You can find Ivy Guard over the counter, or, you know, drugstores or grocery stores. Peppermint oil is widely known to help calm some of the troublesome symptoms of IBS. In fact, one study found that peppermint oil had a 58% success rate in relieving IBS symptoms, and I have seen really good results using it with my clients. But if you're going to use peppermint oil, it needs to get to the small intestine where it's needed. And many peppermint oil supplements won't make it past the stomach before they are broken down, they open up. And although, not only will this not make much of a difference with your symptoms, which are uh, symptoms of bloating and GI discomfort and stool changes are happening in the intestines, not in the stomach. So this won't make much of a difference uh, in those areas. But also when the peppermint oil opens up in your stomach, that can be very irritating, especially if you are a person who deals with acid reflux or GERD. So Ivy Guard has an enteric coating that protects it as it moves through the digestive process and releases when it reaches the small intestine, which is where the peppermint oil can make a difference. My next remedy is 
carminative tea. This is one of my favorites to recommend for bloating. What you want to do is mix equal amounts of fennel, caraway, and anise seeds, kind of bruise them a little bit with a mortar and pestle. And then you can steep them in a tea infuser mug, like the kind you would use to make loose leaf tea. And then have a cup of this tea, maybe put like a heaping teaspoon of these seeds in a teacup and steep them and have a cup of tea 10 minutes after your meal or even a bit later when you start to experience bloating. And my last suggestion as far as your toolkit is slippery elm. This is a wonderful herb that, well, this is actually not an herb. It's um, the inner bark of the slippery elm tree which is often used for stomach discomfort, including the diarrhea and constipation that are common with IBS. And it's especially helpful to soothe the irritation in the stomach and esophagus that are caused by heartburn and acid reflux. And slippery elm is available both as a tea and in capsule form. My IBS Flare-up tip number three is to adjust your diet as soon as you're able. If you're in the midst of the holiday festivities, and especially if you didn't plan ahead, uh, it may be a while till you can get back to your normal diet. But as soon as you're able to, you'll want to be extra careful to get back to foods. If you have foods that you know you tolerate, so for example, if you are on the low FODMAP elimination diet to get back to your low FODMAP foods, or avoid certain other foods you're sensitive to as soon as you reasonably can. And what you can do is pull out your low, favorite low FODMAP app. My favorites happen to be the Monash University app to look up low FODMAP foods or the Spoonful app, which helps you look up low FODMAP grocery products to make the right diet changes to calm down your symptoms. Generally, if you're not on the low FODMAP diet, or if you don't know what I'm talking about, you haven't heard about that yet, it's generally a good idea to avoid foods that might cause gas. So that would be gas-forming foods might include lactose-containing dairy products, onion and garlic, cruciferous vegetables, legumes. You might also want to consider staying away from gluten, alcohol, and caffeine. If you want to know what to eat during an IBS attack, I would stick with simple, easy to digest foods like chicken or fish, rice or potatoes, and low FODMAP vegetables like cooked carrots and green beans, seasoned lightly with a bit of oil or butter, salt and pepper, or any herbs other than onion and garlic. Prepare your food at home if you can so you can control exactly what goes into your digestive system. IBS flare-up tip number four, heat therapy. Applying heat directly to your abdomen increases blood flow, reduces inflammation, and helps relax the muscles of the gut, reducing the pain and cramping often associated with an IBS flare. So to do this, you're going to fill a hot water bottle with warm water or turn a heating pad on medium or low and place it on your abdomen for 15 to 20 minutes. Or you can sit in a warm bath, which offers the added bonus of soothing and calming your entire body. My IBS flare-up tip number five is gut-directed hypnotherapy. Gut-directed hypnotherapy helps you create a positive relationship between your gut and brain. It also helps 
bring your body out of the fight or flight state and helps you calm your IBS symptoms. Research has shown that over 70% of IBS patients report that gut-directed hypnotherapy helped with your symptoms. And if this sounds a little strange to you, I always reassure my clients, this isn't anything weird or woo-woo. This is actually research-based. This modality was developed by the same university that developed the low FODMAP diet, Monash University. Uh, the low FODMAP diet is a diet I highly recommend for IBS symptoms. And you're not going to be hypnotized in the sense that you're going to lose your awareness of what's going on. The gut-directed hypnotherapy is really more similar to, say, a guided visualization. There's actually an app for this. You can check out the Nerva app for an option that you can use at home. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found our discussion valuable. Remember, your journey to better gut health is a continuous process, and I'm here to support you every step of the way. To continue on your journey to getting rid of your stomach issues for good, click the link in the description to my five-step system to find your triggers and solve your IBS for good. I'm Alyssa signing off, and I can't wait to continue these dialogues with you. See you in the next episode.